Here we go. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hello. Derek is absent, maybe at a fried chicken parlor, maybe at an uh, immersive <laughs> horror experience, maybe he both. might be turning into a creature or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, the extraordinary fish boy, um, will yes, be perfect. with us next week. In the meantime, you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Episode 158,000. No, 158. <laughs> <laughs> this is House of 158 um, podcasts episode. Perfect. Cool. Um, when the heck are we this week, Ashley? We are present. Oh, not present day. We are in <laughs> April, mid April 2003. We went back 20 years. Yeah, we're back on the 2003 timeline, which I think we'll be staying on for a few weeks now. Any um, any exciting news happening? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Human Genome Project is finally complete, if you all were wondering. Um, but I'm not a scientist, so I will work to the experts. Okay, let me bring those in. Cool. We are here to celebrate the completion oh, of the first survey <laughs> of the entire human genome. Such an expert. Without a doubt, this is the most important, most wondrous map ever produced by humankind. Uh, text. <laughs> so, Are you going to read it? <laughs> in 2003, the Human Genome Project announced that it had successfully sequenced the entire human genome. However... Whoa. That was not quite oh. true. Nearly 10% of human DNA was still missing from the map. Flash forward to <laughs> present Something day. A movie. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the full human genome is mapped. But of course, I think it follows like a um, Anglo-Saxon. Per it's, it's literally one person. So they um, at the time had developed like this is pre obviously 23 and me and all these like take home DNA kits. Maybe it contributed to the, the science that goes into to that. Um, this is way over our heads, but um, fascinating breakthrough. Yeah. Congrats. Team. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to talk about a movie what is showing at the multiplex this weekend, Ashley? Something that's super gory. Um, the cover is just really creepy. Looks like he's been buried for like a billion years. Um, head just looking at you with some dead eyes. And it says House of a Thousand Corpses in all red, all caps. A Rob Zombie film. Yes. Um, should we go see it? <laughs> we should. Yeah, I'm in. I was gonna talk about some grammar, but uh, we'll just let's just go to the movie. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> let's get out of this nut house. The boogeyman is real, and you found him. It's Please don't kill us. 
from director Rob Zombie comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. How? Oh, <laughs> great time oh, for me to cut it out. How? <laughs> Sub a thousand corpses. So, um, this movie, as I alluded to with um, Derek's absence, kind of does like this movie is a thrill ride, but it actually has a thrill ride at, at a gas station. <laughs> um, and it was turned in later um, to a, th- to a amusement park, universal studios um, ride. So to continue torturing that metaphor, did you find this to be a fun um, murderous ride or, you know, um, pretty choppy? Um, well, let's go back in time. So I okay. watched this movie for the first time probably in, man, I think I did see it either in high school or early college. And at mm-hmm. the time I was like, oh, Rob's on me filming. How cool. And I remember really enjoying it. And then I watched it recently and did not enjoy it. So Interesting. I think my taste has evolved or something. I think the problem for me in this movie is that he kept cutting to like unedited rare footage back and forth with like all this different like grainy shit and like I couldn't handle I couldn't handle the cut between all the different types of the types of um effects I guess interesting there is a lot yeah there's a lot going on um editing wise he um was coming from like I don't know how many if if he directed the majority of his music videos and like was heavily involved in the production of his like the word I saw on Wikipedia was shock rock um, Mm. type of horror inspired cinematic um, performance like um, music. So I think obviously he brings like a music video and like mashup sensibility to this. Uh, I don't know if you have seen natural born killers anytime recently. Um, not recently, but I remember really liking the movie, but that's a similar, I mean, that has a lot of that same, but maybe just done better. Exactly. And um, well, I, oh, I, first I don't agree. So <laughs> I should just oh, start okay, there. That's fine. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree that it has those things. I just didn't have a negative response to it. Mm-hmm. This movie is very frenetic and, um, the, the, even things like not just changing, like the film grain style it'll just be showing a scene of like people in a room with this extreme um red lighting and then they'll like cut yeah. to almost what the what it looks like without the the artificial lighting and so they'll just mm-hmm. it there's no way it couldn't take you out of the realism but no mm-hmm. at no point in this movie is it <laughs> going for realism <laughs> it's pretty high right. camp uh i mm-hmm. i was really pleasantly surprised in the opening scene and throughout anytime captain spaulding is on screen especially <laughs> how funny uh, how funny i thought the movie was like the right yeah and i well and i even remember really liking his character like i remember that from whenever i watched this like 20 years ago being like oh he's like that's what i looked forward to in the movie like he's my favorite character um and i liked the comedic aspects of him even though he was just like also a murderer obviously but um, you know who he kind of looks like? Who? <laughs> Never mind. I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it. 
I'll, oh. tell, you, I'll tell you offline. <laughs> okay. What a teaser. Um, I'm going to do a little cut here. Okay. So you're going to withhold that <laughs> private info for fear of um, libel and lawsuits <laughs> coming our way. Um, yeah. But just the, the exactly. filthy mouth on that clown is uh, he <laughs> one thing that we always talk about with these horror movies is like who you're rooting for. Are you rooting for Michael Myers? He's pretty like personality list. But if you're if, as right. the slasher evolves to like a Freddy type character, like often you're more entertained and more interested in the villain than uh, than the, the fodder. Um, the victims mm-hmm. and this movie i feel like our introduction to spalding he's like running this like i said fried chicken and um or <laughs> um murder ride and mm-hmm. the people that come in to rob him are obviously bad people so we don't mind seeing them yeah. get killed uh, nope. and then and then describe like the group of kids that come in featuring rain wilson <laughs> like, yeah, what are they rain wilson and isn't he uh what's the guy what's his name? Oh, uh Chris Hardwick too. Yeah. I recommend famous podcaster, so, slightly more famous than us. Yeah, just slightly. Um, so they come into the store and then their two girlfriends come in later. Um, but they're basically like super into like sci-fi nerdy murderous shit. So they're like right. real into the store. But Captain Spaulding doesn't love them too much because he thinks he's like they're like making fun of him, but they're actually like really interested. Um, and so they actually decide to go on the murder ride and bring in their girlfriends who do not want to go on the ride at all, have no desire. They just want to get in the car and go home, which makes sense. Um, yeah. I would probably not want to go on this ride at well, 10 we've, p.m. at night. As the audience, we've just seen them like murder the other robbers too. So we know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We, but even we, that, I mean, I would go into that store and be like, uh, he seems pretty creepy with his like terrible clown makeup and like i'd be like i'm out like i don't need to you know go through this um and then he takes them through the tour and shows them like all these different like um psychopath serial killers throughout history it's actually like pretty well done yeah um, and pretty creepy on the ride and then he gets to like dr satan which has his body has like never been found kind of thing and he's like right up the road with his like this um tree that he's supposed to be hung from and his body disappeared and so obviously that intrigues one of the guys and they want to go see the um tree that's what ends them up and getting a little bit lost. Are they bloggers or video uh, you, early YouTubers? Well, I forget what they're. I feel like they were writing an article or something. Yeah. It was like yeah. something more obviously outdated. I think they're yeah. I think they were like journalists for like weird shit. Is the only thing I can think. Okay, of. Okay, underground journalists or maybe just early like or you know like live journal era blogging mm, or something mm-hmm. like running some kind of horror my horror. journal or whatever yeah. yeah some kind of horror um internet content thing mm-hmm. uh, but they are on a road trip i think specifically to chronicle these things but they just happen conveniently to stumble upon this one because this wasn't like a destination they were seeking out yeah and then right. their last stop they're actually supposed to be going to one of the girlfriend's dad's house to like stay yeah, I think they're at the end it's of their Halloween. trip, maybe. It, it It's not just around Halloween. One thing I totally forgot about this movie is it's set on Halloween. It's um, Oh, for, that's where they celebrate at the house. Yeah, for like whenever you're looking for mo- movies to watch. I mean, well, this is I'm always looking for like Halloween themed content. <laughs> and I just totally forgot this movie is um, is a Halloween movie. Rob Zombie would go on mm-hmm. to make 
um, two new Halloween movies before this latest trilogy. I think just two. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but he's obviously a big fan. I think uh, of that franchise and in, in like 70s and 80s horror in general, from his music to um, the movies he would end up starting to make. This is his first uh, directorial debut feature film. To your point um, about like being distracted by how many effects and are being used and things like that. I did read a little bit that he was a little, he's a little embarrassed or, you know, not in love yeah. with, with his first movie <laughs> attempt. Yep. But because I think it just wears all of its inspirations pretty um, uh, clearly on its sleeve. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably the biggest one that, that the, the formula for these people on a road trip ending up at um, uh, a disturbed family's house and then slowly tortured and killed and, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like, um, yeah, um, <laughs> dismembered. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say he's quoted to say, saying, all I see is flaw upon flaw upon flaw upon flaw. Yeah. So he's, you know, clearly not too happy with this one, but hopefully, I mean, I thought his because he did one of the Michael movies, right? Yeah, one of the new Halloweens or Halloweens, yeah. And I thought that yep. one was really good. So I feel like he started to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, and the, then he made a sequel to this. He made a this is actually three movies in the Firefly series, uh, which mm-hmm. is like what they call their makeshift family. The second one is much more of like a road trip movie because yep. they're they're leaving town. That one's. Probably, I bet he probably prefers that. Um, like it, that one feels like a more polished movie and less mm-hmm. of a mashup of other movies. But again, I didn't really, I wasn't really bothered by it just because I was, I found the personalities of the family entertaining. I mean, disturbing and entertaining. Yeah. And I found like, I don't know. I do we, do we want to, Talk about any of the the kills or the highlights visually. What stuck out to you? Um, try to think. I mean, I thought <laughs> this doesn't sound so bad, but I thought like the torturing scenes were really interesting because they didn't just immediately kill any of them. They just like held them on to like dear life until they wanted to like they're like, okay, we're done with playing with you, and then we'll kill you. Um, yep. and they also at the very beginning of the movie they kidnapped three cheerleaders, so they already had like three like pets or cheerleading cheerleaders to like play with. Yep. And then they were like, oh, new people. And they're like, oh, not into the trailers as much. But it got pretty twisted. Um, there are 14 kills in this movie. So it starts off, like you mentioned, with um, those two guys getting shot in the head. They're trying to rob Captain Spaulding at a store. Then you have like the cheerleaders all die. Then you have um, <laughs> then you have Rain Wilson turning into a fish boy, which is my yep. favorite because it's just so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> like. I mean, I do like to give the movie credit, like the um, the makeup artists or whatever, like they were they did a really good job, like all the scenes and all like the elaborate like blood and transformations like that. I thought I was really impressed with. Yeah, the set design. I mean, there's mm-hmm. I have to assume this is all practical effects. I can't like there's digital yeah. editing or filtering and, and things like that, most likely. Um mm-hmm. And just kind of a lot of uh, maybe artifice in the way it's like um, 
put together on top post-production wise, but not from a, not from like a, a CGI standpoint, more just from um, stylizing footage that they, they shot practically to make it look different in the, in the cutaway scenes and, and stuff like that. I, and then did like, you recognize the yeah. house by chance? No, I did not. So, and I don't even know if you've seen this movie. We were supposed to watch it for the podcast, but we watched something else. But it's the same house from the best little horror house in Texas. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have recognized it um, since I haven't seen <laughs> that movie. Changed a little bit. I thought yeah. you were gonna say yeah, TCM or some kind of uh, oh yeah, horror movie. no. Yeah. I for some reason thought maybe you watched it on the side, but never mind. <laughs> no, didn't didn't do my homework that week. Um, yeah, well. There were, I, I guess I am of grasping a little bit too to remember my favorite kill sequences because it's more just a constant state of mania than a slasher mm-hmm. movie. It's a it's a fun house like the like the ride itself. You do see torture scenes and you see violence and, and gore and stuff, but it's not like a single sequence where I, I don't know how to describe it. It's not so much about the kills. It is just about the the fear of being tortured. Thrills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In well, the I whole think one of the, design. Yeah. I mean, one of the most disturbing ones is when they're dressed up as bunnies and then the one bunny escapes and then baby who is Rob Zombie's wife in real life um, stabs the rabbit to death. The person dressed as the rabbit. I thought that was really disturbing. Yeah, is that when they're in the like? There's there's uh, when they think they're gonna get away in the car, and then they kind of come out of the of the woods and and just yeah, take them down. Uh, that's a this is once towards this is towards the end. There's like three little bunnies dressed up, and they're like in their field, and they're taking them to Doctor Satan or oh, to someone. Right. Um, and then they're and then one of the bunnies gets loose, and they're like, "It's okay, I'll go catch it," and then she like stabs it to death. Right, in that's their, when oh, in their they're doing field of like crosses. Exactly, yeah, more of like that's like more of a ritualistic um, mm-hmm. sequence, right? Yeah, I mean, the whole movie you're wondering is it the type of movie where any of the victims are going to get away? Do we care? Like, yeah. is uh, this doesn't seem like the type of movie that's going to have a happy ending, except for the fact that like is the family going to get, you know, um, all there's, yeah. Like, is the family going to get locked up? Like, you know, ultimately basically the, there's a police raid. Is that, is that in this movie or the second one? Cause I watched them like, back this to one. Back. yeah. Yeah. That's um, in this one. So that's basically that's when her end. dad's one of the cops too. Right. Kill the dad and wear his face. <laughs> yeah. And they, I mean, they basically take down, the cops for the most part and and get away and the one girl who is gonna who kind of like finds a tunnel out in through the maze of a thousand corpses <laughs> it seems yeah. like is uh makes it out to the road much like the end of texas chainsaw and gets picked up by captain spaulding right yep yeah. So, and then the yeah. guy, and then the one of the the family members is in the back seat. So right. She falls asleep. Oh yeah, we don't out. even really like. We already know she's fucked because Spalding yeah. is driving, but we don't even 
they don't even really leave it on a cliffhanger. They we see the person coming up from the back seat yeah. and and stab maybe stabbing her, or maybe just about to. But yeah, we know she's not long for that. I think he does. Yeah, I think he might stab. I don't. I don't remember. But, but yeah, you don't. I mean, I didn't have any hope for any of the characters. I didn't think any of them would survive ever. So, and they're uh, they're just not like that likable of of characters anyway yeah. so compared to the family member i mean what did you think about aside from spalding the other members of the family mama and baby and um oh my tiny tiny and... yeah <laughs> i mean they were a bunch Grandpa. of like crazy characters i did not like the grandma it's too disgusting for me but yeah. um i did like i thought the family was interesting the mom the um like i mentioned earlier baby which is rob zombie's wife yep. she was really good and I didn't mind for like the ones that like they edited the film to like weird, like almost like um like softcore porn kind of weird throwbacks or whatever. Like that didn't bother me. It was just more like the the bright red and like the create there's just like too many different mm-hmm. things of like every time they like went to like shoot to something else, it was a completely different format. And I was like, I can't my brain was just like, This is too much. Yeah. But, very much like um, a series of I mean, that makes it feel like a series of music videos or, you know, yeah. things things spliced together um mm-hmm. like rain wilson gets spliced together with uh the body of a trout or whatever i mean a giant like yeah. marlin I Fish don't know. boy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um and i did like uh and uh, end up seeing dr satan like in his cave and i thought that was really cool like, the cave scene was really awesome and yeah was, like, so he's kind elaborate. of he's kind of does he have like extra arms like a spider he's almost like like doc ock or something operating yeah there. like a tw- yeah, like a twisted Doc Ock. And it's like being held on by because he's so old. It's like helping him do his surgeries or whatever. Right. His tortures. But yeah, I thought he was really cool looking. There's there's moments like where you... I think the movie does a good job of balancing like obviously the family's fucked up. Obviously these hitchhikers mm-hmm. or not hitchhikers, but these like kids who were are maybe annoying but not really doing anything that wrong or don't deserve to be to be tortured but you the movie can still like shock you at times when you when they actually do reveal dr satan like you for some reason i'm like holding out hope throughout the movie that (laughs) they're not actually is as bad as is like we think they are or like somehow Mm -hmm. they're just misunderstood (laughs) but no no they're just bad (laughs) especially spalding it's just because like he gets he gets harassed by the cops like they just keep showing these other unsympathetic like annoying figures mm-hmm. and so you kind of are rooting you're definitely rooting for um the the horrible family at 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 times and mm-hmm. i think it just does a good job of kind of like making you as soon as you get on their side a little bit it shows you something horribly off-putting yeah. to remind you that yeah they're they're just straight up monsters like they're doing this not to protect themselves like just no. i mean to protect themselves from getting caught so that they can keep torture you Killing. know capturing and torturing people right um, yeah they're not yeah there's nothing like um vindicating about them they're just evil <laughs> yeah so. there's there's no origin story where we see like they were you know like ostracized by the i mean they probably were but we don't need to like Mm-hmm. the movie doesn't need to to show us just like again like texas chainsaw like the only real backstory we know of of that family and a lot of like um early horror movies like trope 
using the trope of like a isolated family potentially and breeding and, and mutating and just kind of losing touch with society. We pick up where they're already way removed. We don't need to see why they got <laughs> right. So, um, so turned off by society in the first place, but yeah, I don't know. I, I ultimately had a lot of fun, um, and was entertained by this. Uh, sounds like you're a little mixed. Yeah. I mean, I thought there were parts in the movie that I still enjoyed, but overall I was not as impressed as I was 20 years ago. So, which for, for me, I mean, my, my horror movie journey was probably just beginning. I don't even know if I'd seen, seen Texas Chainsaw at the time when this came out or how mm-hmm. many different horror movies, uh, like especially seventies and early eighties horror movies I had seen aside from the really obvious ones. Um, this movie is inspired by the same stuff that like the movie X to, to um, bring yeah. it back to softcore or hardcore porn. Um, mm-hmm. Like that grind, uh, that grindhouse, like um, grainy um, middle of nowhere exploitation style versus um, like a slick, uh, uh, 90s or or you know current horror production so it's it is meant to be like grungy and and um, mm-hmm. old-fashioned in that way but at the time this was maybe just kind of like a crash course in lots of a mashup of all sorts of cool horror movies that I hadn't even seen so um, yeah I I remember liking it at the time and I was I, maybe because I haven't really rewatched it since or maybe once i was still <laughs> very pleasantly surprised with the experience still felt like it didn't feel new like things i hadn't seen it just felt like um way more fun and enter- entertaining than i expected it to be yeah well i'm glad you liked it <laughs> yeah well good for me um let did, me see what this... did derek did derek tell you that he liked it or not haven't heard yet so we'll hopefully he can emerge from his crypt soon and uh, we'll see what's left of him and what his opinions on it are um i do have a clip i have no idea what it is so let's see perfect you miserable motherfucker oh it's the beginning counter and bash your fucking balls in all right Pippi, hand over the cash box and i might leave your brains inside your skull well i'll tell you what ski king why don't you just take your mama home some chicken and then I won't have to stuff my boot all up in your ass. I don't. <laughs> Perfect. I, yeah, I, I could have played that sooner uh, when I was talking about Spalding. Uh, that's that's basically b- the lead up to the first kill uh, out of self-defense again in there, like when we're still kind of not 100% sure they're psychopaths at at this point. He doesn't have much choice, but we know he's deranged enough to kind of like immediately start start talking back to these people with guns pointed on them. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like pointing pointing chicken at them and being completely <laughs> unfazed in the yeah. face of an armed robbery. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's probably a sign that they've that's not their first rodeo. <laughs> of murder yeah but they've killed lots of people yeah okay um what else any other kills that we forgot to talk through or highlights from the movie 
Um, I did briefly mention, but they do shoot one of, so they have two cops come and one retired cop that has to be daughters, one of the daughter's fathers, and they remove his um face and he wears it as a mask. Classic to show his daughter. Yeah. So that one was pretty disturbing. Reminded me of um, Thanks Killing. So you know. Yeah, horror classic. Um, <laughs> who was making the? You mentioned that they're making. Oh, it's um, Eli Roth has Eli a Roth. Thanks yep. uh, Giving uh, horror movie coming out this coming year. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But yeah, I really yeah. just that one. I mean, a lot of the other ones were just kind of like a lot of torture and not. I mean, the Fish Boy was interesting. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy, really. One, um, I'll I'll have to get you to weigh in on this on uh, Jamie's primary takeaway from this movie, which she has not seen. Um, okay, <laughs> she's always firmly held the stance that a thousand corpses is too many for a house, <laughs> which <laughs> I agree that it's not um like comfortable a comfortable way to to live, but you can fit a thousand corpses in a house. I mean, I mean, obviously oh, yeah. the size varies, and I I let her know after watching this that I could confirm, like you could probably in that sequence where she's um, tunneling out or you know taking the basement um, passageways out, you can probably count a thousand corpses if if you really wanted to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could have said like land of a thousand corpses too, because I feel like they had that whole graveyard, which was probably right. a thousand crosses, just that one yard. <laughs> yeah. Iconic name. You could fit a thousand houses. Yeah. Yeah. I do. That is one thing that does like stick in your head. I do like the name, but you don't like the grammar. Is that what you said? What's wrong? Well, it's just the way the way it it's said out loud. uh, House of a thousand corpses. I kept mistyping it. House of thousand. Yeah, yeah. I kept mistyping it. I was at an A. It doesn't have the A in the written version because that's just how you say a thousand. House is that the the Mandela effect. I, not exactly, but it is. <laughs> it's some kind Kinda. of psychological. I mean, if yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it's the same phenomenon or not, but it does. <laughs> it I think it's just the difference between speaking it versus writing it, and mm-hmm. you don't need the a when you write it, whereas because you're just gonna say it. Um, so that's okay. We got there. The grammar. <laughs> um, I know you're worried about it. <laughs> segment was <laughs> was complete. Um, I think that's, you know, I mean, again, like I, this movie has stuck stuck in both of our brains for a long time, and I guess we'll we'll talk about this when we get to new release versus old news. But there were the sequels. There were um, this is the start of a pretty long standing, you know. Uh, horror movie making career for Rob Zombie. Do mm-hmm. you have any thoughts on Rob Zombie and his music before this movie? You said you were excited going in. Like I was excited going in, and out. I know he. Yeah, and I know he did a lot of the. Or he did the whole soundtrack, didn't he? Like him and his um, one of his friends, Power Man yes. Five Thousand, maybe. Um, I really and I used to listen to like Dragula and like those songs. I don't really know all the rest of his hits, but I think that made me more excited for the movie. Cause I remember it listening to him in college, but I was disappointed. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but not Sorry, at least at the, at the time we were just fully, <laughs> fully immersed yeah. in Rob Zombie, uh, his whole oeuvre. 
and now you've mm-hmm. moved on to more sophisticated things apparently yeah i'm just too old for it i think i'm just kidding <laughs> good for you good for you um let's let's move on to some of our kind of wrap up topics i do have a sponsor for us this week and um it ties directly into the movie so that's always nice perfect Freaks of nature? Well, then come on down to Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, see the alligator boy. Ride my famous murder ride. Most of all, don't forget to take home some of my tasty fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it just tastes so damn good. So that's the, such a good character. <laughs> the fake commercial for Captain Spaulding's murder ride and fried chicken. But they also, like I said, they made, you can find the commercial for the one that they, I want to say it was in 2019. They, that they like opened the, the ride, which is just inspired by like, you get to see the ride in the movie. So they kind of recreated that, which is pretty cool. Does I it would still definitely, exist. I don't. I don't know if it. I don't know how many years it stayed open for. It. It might. Uh, so, check on that. Um, you can go to the actual murder um, house, or you can go to the tree, <laughs> or you can go to Universal Studios and probably not get killed there. Um, as far as as far as we can promise, Final Destination uh, four isn't coming out for a few more years of the podcast. <laughs> I think it's the roller. <laughs> no, three is the roller coaster one. Um, so maybe we'll get there someday. I'm just rambling, but the, um, that reminded me of, of something is the presumption that they were luring people in. Like he's actually doing marketing for his, um, <laughs> his convenience store and attraction. So they were like, is that how they were luring some people in to to kill? That's what I was thinking. That's what I assumed, really. Because yeah. then they had a whole setup of like, oh, you can go see the horror tree. And he's like, I don't have to tell you. I'll tell you where it is. If you really want to see it, making it seem like it's not really a big deal. And then that's how they shoot out the tire and then they tow the car and then kill everyone. So I'm just such just a assume that that's how it happens. I was such a sucker. Like I maybe because they were already at their quota and they had the cheerleaders there. Like I, I just, again, I believed him. Like I thought he didn't, he wasn't playing dumb. I thought he really didn't want to give them the information <laughs> Yeah, and, and they maybe, talked him into and it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he, yeah. I mean, you want to, I want to believe that he's like kind of redeeming a little bit because no one else is, but then he also has the guy in the backseat of his car and he's going to kill the final person. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's not a lot of evidence to su- to support that. I just think it it's good enough execution to at least keep you slightly guessing, which works yeah. in the movie's <laughs> favor. All right, well, um, thank you, Captain Spaulding, for sponsoring this week's episode of New Release. We do not endorse or condone um, murder, murder rides, but we um, financially benefit from them. Ashley... Um, <laughs> What do you what do you want to talk about? Uh, any more character talk, reviews, reception to this movie? Where do you want where do you want to go from here? Um, the reviews are pretty lackluster. It's like twenty percent, like not very. Not I saw very that. I don't know if you have a review. Yeah, I don't know if you have a review from an actual like 
I'm sure Roger Ebert not watch this, um, but maybe. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I couldn't remember. I, I, I was surprised at the review. I mean, horror movies are always polarizing and there's just a certain segment of the like review body um, that is just probably going to give all of them a bad review. But yeah, yeah I, I thought it was kind of like a, a little bit of a surprise hit. Uh, and I mean, that's different classic, than though. Yeah, maybe maybe it it took some time, like it does with a lot of horror movies. I just wouldn't have expected it to come out of the gate with such bad reviews. But um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty pretty. Yeah, uh... I mean, a lot of it's just like saying, like saying how much of how messy it is. The finished product looks like it's been run through Leatherface's meat grinder. Is what someone said. Interesting. I've a lot of people probably had the same reaction that that you described. So I'm glad you represented mm-hmm. that kind of like over over stylized over produced um over edited mm-hmm. perspective that's a totally yeah. you know <laughs> logical reaction to have to this <laughs> I, I i think i just kind of overlooked all of that I because it. i was entertained yeah. Yeah. yeah did it do so how did it do in the box office was it like wide release i feel like it's like a kind of an underground movie, so it's also weird that it came out this time of year being a whole Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was only cool. in um, 600 theaters this week compared to 300 and uh, th- or 3,500 for anger management. Was that the Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. movie? Yeah. Yeah. I saw so that theaters. terrible. First screen it made um, well, first screen, it would have been like the number two movie. So it was in fewer mm. theaters. It made anger management made forty two million. That was a huge hit, apparently. Yeah. And uh, House of a Thousand Corpses made three thousand four hundred, but or three oh million four hundred. Sorry. Oh, I was like, what? Three million oh. <laughs> compared to forty two. Um, mm-hmm. So a big drop off there. But I'm guessing the budget was low. And um, let's see if I have those numbers here. Um, Seven million dollar budget. Fil- yeah. Oh, okay. So that's not. Okay, it was definitely profitable. Definitely profitable in that respect. Was and launched. If it hadn't made money, it might have been tough for him to uh, keep making horror movies and and uh, get to make a sequel to it. Yeah, and it was filmed in two thousand, but not released for three years, which I thought was interesting. That might have to take the MPAA because they had to cut a lot of scenes to make sure it was just rated R. That was part of it. There, yeah, like money could have been an issue and also the more the three year the three years for him to tinker with it <laughs> could have led to yeah um over editing it to some to some extent so all of those mm-hmm. things could have compounded the uh, choppiness of the experience yeah overall would you consider this movie a new release or old news what are your thoughts i i i wish i'd First seen zombie film yeah, I wish I'd seen Lords of Salem so I could kind of I I feel like this franchise has had a pretty clear trajectory. A lot of people liked Devil's Rejects and he mm-hmm. probably learned a lot from making the first one to where that was maybe the peak and then I don't really remember people talking uh, much about Lords of Salem in these in the horror circles. So for me, I would say it's uh a new release that feels like a mashup of very old, um, well, <laughs> um, well explored things. So mm-hmm. I like that first 
I like watching it and then going straight into Devil's Rejects. Um, I'd still recommend that. But you could probably watch Devil's Rejects and 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 be satisfied. So uh, I'd I'd say just a lukewarm new release. Okay. <laughs> and I've seen Devil's Rejects, so it's also been a long time. But I do remember liking that one better. Yeah. But I don't remember why. I don't really know. Um, it's a different type of movie. I would... Yeah, I would say for me, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you can guess it's old. It was hard for me to watch. So, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch it again or recommend it to people. Um, unfortunately. Fair enough. We'll go, we'll go with old news since your, um, opinion is stronger than, than mine. (laughs) Then you're a lukewarm new release. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so how early odds on the scale of zero to 103? is house of thousand quizzes yeah <laughs> this is this is actually tricky i feel like it's high yeah but even though it's inspired by um even though it's inspired by things that are not necessarily like from the uh decade or from you know that that time the actors like rain wilson and chris hardwick like we mentioned he's using mm-hmm. a combination of of people you you'll now recognize from more famous things or people that were famous for things in the seventies and eighties that um, like captain mm-hmm. Spalding's character had been in a lot of um, uh, black exploitation movies, I think was where he got his um, notoriety from. So it's, it's yeah, really, yeah, it kind of spans a lot of, a lot of time. Um, but when Rob Zombie's like peak as an artist, it's interesting that he's like new in this horror, horror movie franchise. Um, was it in like late nineties, early two thousands? So, good point. Like, but I think what's most early odds about the movie is the packaging, not like the literal um right. <laughs> packaging of the DVD <laughs> that that I found at a thrift store the other day, but the packaging of um filmmaking techniques, like <laughs> the mm-hmm. way he took old inspiration from old stuff and put it into a very early aughts very frenetic music video a package um digestible for like an mtv generation this was probably heavily marketed since you know the music tie-in on like mtv and stuff um so i would say in that respect what do we have as a baseline old school 93 93 yeah yeah um, and it like Beckham's uh, at 77, Final Destination 2 is at 82. I wouldn't say it's higher than Final Destination or old school. No, it's got too many old like influences. In yeah. 60s, okay. 70s. Yeah, let's do... Higher than American Splendor. Yeah, let's just do 70 on the dot because it's 70s okay. inspired. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right, so 70 out of 103. Um, so each week when we watch a movie, we take something from that movie and we sell it in our new release gift shop. Um, right now we have a lot of dangerous stuff in there mixed with some other things. Um, but we have a new release comic book. We have a candle that stays lit like a forever once you light it. Um, new release <laughs> bath token. Um, streak like your favorite podcaster. I still don't really know what that is. Um, you wear a mask, I guess, that your podcaster. It's a bodysuit. Oh, perfect. Even better. Okay, cool. Um, so what so what do we want to take from this movie? I was thinking maybe something like a keychain 
and have like a person's body and the top half and you could pop it into like a creature in the second half kind of like a fish boy Ooh, you can make nice. it into different animals that's what I was yeah, so you can make your own human experiments yeah yep yeah um i think that's a great idea you do i mean we i think we've oversaturated the market on our likenesses so yeah. should these be like generic molds or maybe molds of characters from the office <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you can make your own dwight uh, dwight Schrute, um dolphin boy yeah i think that's perfect <laughs> okay. you could just do how about you just do like uh rain wilson and it's just him as the top half and the bottom half is all these different creatures okay so rain wilson's torso plus um animals Animal keychain. Animal bottoms. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And we will, you know, we're saying Rain Wilson, but, you know, no actual, uh, you can't prove <laughs> that we're actually that's inspired really him. By, by him because we're not going to pay to license his, his uh, yep. likeness. So, um, yeah, true. we'll just, we'll censor, we'll censor the face. Don't sue Take us. The glasses yeah. off. Does he have glasses in this? Mm, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Can't remember. I always picture with glasses now. <laughs> he's almost like he's not a he's not playing a cool character in this, but it's definitely a departure from Dwight um, that, yeah. that we've gotten so used to. So it's it is fun seeing him in this movie uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And now you can right. modify oh, his ahead. body. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, now you can change his body. <laughs> Um, so what are we going to watch next week for my birthday week? Yeah, I prepared some options on a nice movie platter for you here. Uh, Ooh, platter. The one that jumped out at you was Malibu's Most Wanted starring Jamie Kennedy, right? Definitely not bottom of the list. <laughs> Don't want to watch it ever. Yeah. Did you see that movie? No. Okay. Um, I don't really remember it. it. I, yeah, I think oh, I saw okay. it when it came out, but I it's it's too like dumb uh, dumb parody humor for my taste uh i would say so i want to yeah i don't want to watch it i want to say it almost reminds me of something like an idiocracy but i really liked idiocracy so i don't want to watch it yeah i have a feeling <laughs> like, idiocracy dude, where's, where's has, my car or something has aged a lot better and it's probably closer to the dude where's my car euro trip like type of humor yeah, that like doesn't that age as nearly as well even old school it's it's more um broad comedy whereas idiocracy was like really uh insightful mm -hmm. social commentary yeah yeah i watched it this year actually and it's still very good yeah yeah mike judge is on a different That's... level than um whoever uh jamie kennedy convinced to <laughs> it make, might have been uh, jamie kennedy <laughs> his rap vehicle stick to scream yeah, anyway um the other options are the breakout um, well, I don't know. It was uh, Shia LaBeouf was already pretty famous from Even Stevens, and then Holes came out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So his movie Breakout, I think, um, which uh, was a book, a, a kids' book adaptation. Mm hmm. Yeah. I believe so. Pretty, pretty universally beloved and nostalgic for a lot of people of of our age. Um, although personally, I have not seen Holes, so I'd be excited to it's always it's interesting to watch nostalgia movies that you totally missed 
<laughs> and see if <Yeah>. like <laughs> see if if it has any resonance emotionally for me. So that's an option. Mm -hmm. And then we have a um, mockumentary, A Mighty Wind, which is Chris a Christopher Guest movie. The this is Spinal Tap and Best in Show, and kind of. I don't know if he really invented the form, but he's made some of the most successful versions of that style of um, mockumentary filmmaking uh, for the last uh, 30 years or so. Spinal Tap's going yeah, pretty far so, back. Yeah, and they show they actually show that at um, Red Rock still. Nice. Like as a screening. So it's pretty, yeah, pretty iconic. Yeah. I think if we're going to watch a mu like sort of a music industry parody, um, uh, Mighty Wind over Malibu's Most Wanted. That would be a very <laughs> interesting double feature. I mean, interesting oh, man. in a good, bad yeah. way. One's good, one's bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't. You don't have to decide right now unless you are confident between Holes and uh, and A Mighty Wind. But I think those are our contenders. I want to watch Holes. All right, we have decided. <laughs> So holes it is. That's great. Only because um, it's like such a difference from like House of a Thousand Corpses. I want to watch something like wholesome and like family friendly. Yeah. Wholesome. Good job. Good one. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's all for this week. Um, we don't have a trailer because we just decided on the spots. So just stay tuned and subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley? That's a fish boy. Boy, <laughs> maybe I should say that. Boy. I did really like the music. Yeah. But I think that's expected. <laughs> <laughs>